are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? For everyone listening at, listening at home, we recorded a show earlier in the day about AFC free agency, Deshaun Watson, and the Amari Cooper trade. We were about to post that. And then this scumbag, Tom Brady, went and retired. So we figured we probably should add something to the beginning of the pod. So if things are out of order, that is exactly why. Webb, are you ready for today's show? 100% ready, Coop. Me too. And I want to say really quickly, this is completely my fault. Tom Brady unretired because on a show last week, I complimented him for being a man, leaving Belichick, and going out on his own. He heard the compliment and thought he would get more from me, so he came back and unretired. This guy's the worst. He is the worst for real. At 7.13 today, he tweeted out, "These These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates, and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back from my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business. Let's effing go. So that's the tweet that has set off the NFL world into a frenzy. Tom Brady last season was, I think he finished second in MVP voting, started all 17 games, threw for 5,300 yards, 43 touchdowns, an undoubtedly great year. Webb, are you shocked he came back? Absolutely not. I'm not shocked he came back. Like, period. I'm shocked that he came back now. Remember when you were saying... He was leading towards retirement because it was the first time that you heard him talking about how it's, you know, it's taking a toll on his family and he's going to have to make a decision. And I said, I don't think he's going to want to go out on this note, losing in the, uh, the divisional. But then he retired. So I thought he was at least going to stay retired for a year and come back, if anything. But two, two months or however long it's been, I don't know if it's even been that long. No, it hasn't. Probably about a month and a half. 40 days. This. It's disgusting. Not even a month and a half. It's disgusting. And he's... And he just couldn't leave this alone. I said when he retired that his wife would divorce him in two months. I think I actually said two months exactly. Because he is the worst person and being around him all day, it would drive anybody crazy. So I'm, I'm guessing Giselle gave the option divorce or go back to the game i guess like is that possible it's not only possible it's probable i I have to be honest he does make football more exciting because with him in it with him playing the bucks always have a chance to win the games but i really wish he just stuck to his guns and retired like why retire why not take more time and say hey i might stay I'm, i'm i'm gonna take a couple months i'll figure things out no one would have had an issue with that but he retired for the praise, and now he's coming back for the double praise. He wants two scoops. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he just he just couldn't leave it alone. It couldn't not it couldn't not be about him. After he lost, made it about him. In the conference championships, he was tweeting out, made it about him. In the Super Bowl, he was tweeting, made it about him. And at the Rams parade, he was still tweeting it, telling Matt Stafford not to drink too much because he's been there. Made it about him. And so he was at the Manchester United game yesterday. Unfortunately, he ruined the entire thing for me. Uh, 
Cristiano Ronaldo had a hat trick. It's coming off the field. United was up 3-2 on Tottenham. And they panned to Brady, who was celebrating after Ronaldo scored. And they just had to make it about him. It just it disgusted me. And then to find out the next day um, that him and Ronaldo were talking post-game. And I think Ronaldo asked him, uh, you know, are you, are you staying retired? And he, Brady had this look on his face like, mm. I was going to bring that up because I watched the video of that earlier today. Just It was like a quick thing. And I think he said, I'm not sure, and kind of shrugged his shoulders. He didn't give the, no, it's over. And when I saw that, I was like, this dirtbag's definitely coming back. Because if yeah. you're retired, why, get, why leave it open even a little bit? Right. And um, I never thought he'd come back this year, to be honest. I thought he'd take a year off. I, I just don't get why he retires in the first place. Like, he had a good enough year. There wasn't a decline. He could have kept playing. If you were on the fence, don't retire. Just say, I'm um, saying nothing. I'm going to figure it out. You can pull an Andrew Luck and retire in August. There's nothing against it in the rules. Like, you could do that. Yeah, like, it's because he's the worst. It really is. Like, I just don't understand why he would. I guess free agency yeah. opens tomorrow, which is why he did it today. Because the, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out, there's 24 bucks free agents. And this may change their plans completely. They're all resigning. 100%. It makes more sense why they gave Chris Godwin the franchise tag now. Because I question why they would do that, right? Why would you pay two receivers this much money to have someone not Tom Brady throw to him? And it feels like they always knew in the back of their mind that this wasn't completely over. The Bucks kind of, I think they knew this, right? They saw this coming? Yeah. And and, and sorry, I, I want to correct what I said. I don't think they're all coming back. I think they'll all want to come back. But obviously something didn't work last season. So they're going to bring back who they think uh, will be effective. Does this mean that Ali Marpet is coming back too? I would not be surprised. If, if Ryan Jensen comes back, Marpet's back for another year. I says, ah, you know what? If the band's back together, I'm only 29 years old. I wasn't going to block for a, a rookie, but I'll block for Tom Brady again. And another point, Jason Light was on nfl network uh if not last week two weeks ago and he was saying he'll always leave the light on all these things looking back it just seems very unbelievable that the bucks didn't know i think they had a feeling they weren't going to say it out loud and jinx it but they were like this is still 50 50 because they didn't go all in on deshaun like they could have they didn't go in for russ they kind of said okay we'll sit back we take a step we take a step back this year we may have the option we'll wait it out and play the tom brady game and they gambled and won because he came back. And um, I don't know, man. I, as much as it is fun to see Brady lose, I think this was really stupid. Because Schefter, dropped, Schefter um, broke the story. And Brady got out in front of it and said, no, this is not true until I say it's true. And even that. I forgot about that. <laughs> he did all that. Yeah. Called out and said, you know, said this, you know, I know the best. So I... I I know when I'm retiring. Wait till you hear it from me. Came out like two days later, said I'm retiring. And what, 40 days later, comes out again and says I'm unretiring? The worst. The Tom Brady uh, retirement lasted longer. Sorry, lasted less time than the Jaguars coaching search. The Jaguars didn't have a coach for 45 days. Tom Brady retired for 40 days. He gave up football for Lent, maybe. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent maybe. joke. You're welcome to steal that, people. That's a great joke. He's he's just the worst, honestly. Like, and yeah, 
Okay, so I don't think it's going to end well for the Bucks. It's not last good, uh, year. They had a lot of injuries in the playoffs. Godwin went down. It was really bad. Antonio Brown went crazy. If everyone's healthy, are the Bucks still the best team in the NFC? Because they might be. Isn't that possible? On paper, they probably are. If they bring back, they have a lot of free agents, man. Carlton Davis was also hurt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we know we know where Gronk is is going to resign. Um, yeah, the Buffalo talk from later on in this podcast is over. Yeah, it's. Um, I I think I'm almost positive Marpat comes back now. I think this really changes his plans. Yeah, and Ryan Je- I do Jensen wonder, takes a year. Yeah, sorry, go. Oh no, um, I was just gonna say I do wonder what they're gonna do with the running backs because they have no running backs right now, and I don't think they're bringing back Ronald Jones. I wonder if they bring back Fournette, but maybe they look I, for someone else. I don't think it matters for running backs. I think they could draft somebody in round two or three and be fine with them. Yeah, yeah. Running backs Save are not hard to get these days. They're not hard to find, right? So, I just i am I am shocked by this news, but it's the least surprising thing I've ever heard in my life because this exactly. is who he's been his whole career. It's very on brand. Yeah, it's just that that whole like eight page Instagram. Oh, I'm retiring. Oh, all this stuff. It was all nonsense. If your heart wasn't in it, why did you do it? Like, I just don't understand. The thought process of this. He Brett Favre did. He wanted the attention times two. Yeah. He he wanted to make it about him. He wanted to make this offseason about him before, you know, the Rogers talk would uh, take over the media. He made it about him. He was the talk for weeks. Did you hear about the auction that happened earlier today? I did not. Earlier today or last night, it was in the last 24 hours. Tom Brady's last touchdown ball thrown to Mike Evans, was auctioned off for $518,000. Someone paid for a half a million dollars for the last touchdown ball Tom Tom Brady threw in the last 24 hours. And now he's going to throw a bunch more touchdowns, and that ball will be worthless. Kudos to whoever sold that. Great timing. Excellent timing. I just, what a guy. Tom Brady saw that auction, saw that half a million, huh? Let's make that worthless so I can ruin someone else's day. That's all this was. You know who you know who would pull this off? LeBron. He would do something like this. I bet you LeBron does do something like this. I bet you that happens. You know who retired like a man? Peyton Manning. He won a Super Bowl and walked away like a man. You know why? Because his kids like him and his wife adores him. That's why. And his brother. Both brothers. brothers. And his next and his nephew is about to be the best NFL player in a decade. Best quarterback in 2032. Arch Manning. Get ready for it. Brady's nothing, kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brady's kids. That was too far. But just, I'm very upset right now. I, so the last five days had such crazy news. Rogers returns. Wilson traded the next day, or same day. Khalil Mack traded the next day. Carson Wentz traded the day after that. Amari Cooper trade, and now Tom Brady comes back. This has been like the craziest five days in NFL history. This is insane. You're right. And um, Brady is going to be, what, 45? I think he's, he's, I think he's 40. 45. Is he 44 right now? I think he turns 45 in the summer. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to be 45 next season. That is old. Very old for a quarterback. The thing is, if he had just come back, no one would have cared. They'd be like, oh, good for Tom Brady. 45, no problem. You played well last year. It's this attention-craving narcissism that makes me angry. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, but he's going to be praised for doing this. Your uncle, Skip Bayless, is going to go crazy tomorrow. 
It's going to have an aneurysm. So what do you think the chances are the Tampa Bay Bucks are in the Super Bowl next season? What are the chances? Uh, on, on paper, they have high chances, but I'm thinking just from like karma sort of perspective, I don't think they make it. But on paper, they're, they're on good footing for sure. I think they are one of the three best teams in the NFC, and I would give them as good of odds as anyone in the conference. That's how they're an elite team right now. They're well put together. They are. They, they automatically win the division. Um, if Deshaun goes there, though, that could be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Even with Deshaun, I don't, I don't know if they're better. I don't know if Carolina's better than Tampa if all those guys return. That's true. Or New Orleans. This really is a game changer. This really is a gigantic wrinkle in the season, which is very, very interesting. Yeah. I have gotten like 800 texts in the last few minutes of people just mocking me for Brady returning. Some people I never talked to. I don't appreciate that very much at all. We have anything else to say about this topic? Or do you feel you're all braided out right now? Why did you have to make it about him? Why do you have to do this? This whole, why do you have to do this? Seriously. Okay. We're going to end this part of the podcast now. And we're going to go right into a topic about Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, and then the AFC free agency. Let's start with the Deshaun Watson news. A grand jury on Friday declined to indict Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson following a police investigation sparked by lawsuits filed by 22 women who have accused him of sexual assault and harassment. The grand jury's decision came about a year after the women's first filed their suits, accusing Watson of exposing himself, touching them inappropriately, and other sexual acts during massage appointments. Watson's lawyers have now said some sexual activity happened during some of the massage appointments, but that he never coerced somebody. Tony Busby, the attorney representing the 22 women, said the criminal case is separate from the civil cases and they will continue to go on. On Friday, when Busby had Watson in for a deposition, the NFL star took pled the fifth to every question asked of him. So now that the criminal investigation is done, NFL teams are lining up to trade for Deshaun Watson. The Saints and Panthers have already made offers. Watson has a no trade clause and will be, meet with both teams before making a decision. The price is still three first round picks and apparently numerous teams are willing to pay it. Well, what are your main takeaways from the Sean Watson saga here? Uh, my, 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 oh, my main takeaway is that, uh, well, obviously he's done in Houston now. There's no question about it. Uh, teams are just waiting to find out what was going to ha happen with him in terms of these uh, allegations. Now that the criminal proceedings are behind Deshaun Watson, uh, I think teams are going to be chomping at the bit. Um, so I think that he's, he also has a no trade clause, so he can go where, where he really wants, at least in terms of the team that the teams that offer for him. So, um, the Deshaun Houston, uh, marriage is, is over. So I have seen some say that Deshaun served, uh, a kind of suspension last season. So the NFL should not actually suspend him now. Um, my takeaway from that is that he wasn't suspended. He did not want to play for Houston, and he was paid for every game. So if the NFL is still inclined to suspend him, that would make sense to me. I also want to say uh, this is different to me 
from the Jeff Gladney piece from the Vikings we talked about last week, who was found not guilty in a court of law. Apparently, according to reports, I think from Josina Anderson, I could be wrong there. Uh, the grand jury had witnesses ready to testify against Watson, and they were not called in by the prosecutor. So I don't think him being not indicted clears him in the same way it does for Gladney. So I think some fan bases will still be reluctant. I'm not saying he did it or did not do it. I'm just saying I don't think this clears him in the same way. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, some teams may have reservations about getting him, but I think what teams were concerned about from the onset would be you know, the negative publicity and also trading for him and finding out that he was either going to, I don't know, serve time and or uh, have a suspension following whatever legal ramifications there were. And, and I, I think you're, I think you're right that a suspension from the league is not out of the question. Uh, and, and, and also, you know, um, there was no weighing in a, a, on innocence here. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that he will likely be suspended. I'm not sure for how long. I don't think the NFL, after all this news, cannot suspend him, deserve it or not. But I think teams that are trading for him probably know this going into it. But he will not be going to jail. There was no evidence to charge him legally. So... I think most of the NFL fans will move on from this situation, no matter what else comes out of it. Yeah, and it's going to be going to be very interesting. These Deshaun Watson sweepstakes um, on the field. I think the majority of the league would want to inquire about him, but we'll see what happens. We know that two teams have uh, placed offers already. So the Vegas odds have the Saints. So the Panthers is the number one choice. Seattle is number two. And the Saints is number three in the betting odds. I think this trade will be completed within the next week, by the way. I think Deshaun will want to move as fast as possible before more things come out. I think that makes sense for him. And it'll make sense for the new team to get him before the draft and try to clean up, clean up his image a little bit. Yeah. And, and Seattle, to me, makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's a huge hole. And they also have the capital to uh, to make a, a, a nice offer to Houston, um, in addition to some other teams. My prediction is he's at the Panthers. The Panthers have been reportedly in on him from the beginning. And I'm going to assume that's been accurate. Benjamin Albright, a reporter for, he works for a Denver radio station, has been saying that he's going to the Panthers. And I believe he had the Russell Wilson to Denver before anyone else. So I tend to believe him in most NFL things. I think the Panthers are likely spot for Sean Watson. Yeah, it, it looks so. I mean, he's a, reportedly meeting with teams or he's his agent has told teams, if you're serious, Sean will meet with you. So I'm interested to hear how many teams actually give the Texans offers. Because I think a team like the Giants you know, whether there's interest there or not, I think should maybe consider it. Um, I don't know if he'd want to go there because at the end of the day, it's it's kind of up to Deshaun. He could still turn down the offer with his by not waiving the no trade clause. But Carolina is a good landing spot for him as well. Do you think McCaffrey would still be there? 
No, I think he'd, he'd be part of the trade going back to Houston. Be my guess if Houston wanted him. Yeah. I, my, my thing is that Houston, from an organizational standpoint, is not a place where a lot of players would want to be, like marquee players. So I don't know, would McCaffrey want to play there? He doesn't really have a say in the matter, but would he want to play there? Like, would they want to bring him in and then have McCaffrey maybe ask for a trade? A year into the into the into the um, the deal, I don't think he would ask for a trade because running backs have no power in the NFL anymore. I think he would have just he's getting paid a lot of money. He's going to show up to work. You can find a running back. You can't find a quarterback. It's a very different situation for McCaffrey. I hear what you're saying. I just I just think that the team that's trading their players. Especially McCaffrey, like, I mean, he hasn't been on the field, but he hasn't been a problem. And it's not like he wants out of Carolina. It's, I feel kind of bad for McCaffrey going to this bad situation in Houston now, uh, if that happens. He hasn't played in two seasons and he's making like $17 million a year. I don't feel that bad for him. I think he'll be fine. All right. Yeah. So you're predicting Seattle? That's your prediction for Watson? I don't know if I have a prediction. I, I think Seattle should go after him aggressively because they have a gaping hole at quarterback. They just got rid of – they just traded for Russell Wilson. They have Drew Locke. They also have Denver's pick this year. Why not go for it? I think Seattle has some good pieces there. They In the draft, if they can protect Deshaun Watson, they also have a lot of money. Uh, if they can you know, protect Deshaun Watson as well. Um, it's a good team with Deshaun Watson. I think any team that gets Deshaun is a playoff contender. And um, – if you get the right pieces, I think you can be even even higher than that with Deshaun. I mean, Houston with Deshaun was not a playoff competitor. They went four and twelve. I think they didn't people, have a good team. I think people like how Deshaun plays. I'm not sure he's as good as everyone thinks he is right now because we haven't seen him in a year. He led the league in passing yards, I believe, and they won four games. Yeah. They went to the playoffs the year before and were beating Kansas City 17-0. The team wasn't that bad. Yeah, but I think having two good receivers, which he I don't think he's had really, two top-tier ones, having a really good running back, having some pieces on defense and having all that money and a competent organization um, with the Super Bowl history and all that other stuff. Uh, I think Deshaun's good. Deshaun was a top-five quarterback. I think he's really good. And I think he has the potential to get back into that that tier. It's not like he was hurt last year. He hasn't, if anything, the year off could have preserved his career by another year. Let me ask you a really serious question, okay? If he's traded the Panthers, could he beat out Sam Darnold? I think there's a chance he beats out Sam Darnold. I think it's close. My boy Sammy G is going to put on some pressure. Yeah. I think I'll give Deshaun the edge in that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now that Deshaun is traded before the league opens on Wednesday. Or is it Thursday? Whatever the league, the 16th? Wednesday. The 17th? Pardon? Wednesday. Wednesday. I think he's traded before Wednesday at 4 o'clock. That's my prediction. Okay. And okay. what do you think about the Giants? I think the Giants are not ready to move on from Danny Dines yet. They haven't given him... They brought this new head coach in, and I... The, Dayball said, hey, I can fix Danny Dimes. They're going to give him a year to try and fix him. And then if it's not good for a year, then they'll move on from him. So I don't see the Giants being a player, but I'm not sure Danny Dimes is fixable. So 
they should like go if, for Deshaun. Based on what we've seen from Deshaun and based on what we've seen from Danny Dimes, even if Danny Dimes is fixable, you have number five pick and a number seven pick. Why wouldn't you try so get Deshaun Watson? Daniel Dimes' problem has been inaccuracy and fumbles. And that was Josh Allen's, well, the, not the fumbles, the accuracy was the issue. And Dayball fixed him. He made him a top three quarterback at worst, kind of. Their thinking in New York is that they can do that for Daniel Dimes. He's got the arm talent. He's kind of mobile. I think they think Danny Dimes can be a top 10 quarterback. I don't think he can, but I think in New York, they think he can. So they're going to want to give it a year. Build some offensive weapons. Get the receivers healthy. Like they, they had, I think, $80 million in new receiver contracts last year, and those guys scored zero touchdowns. <laughs> so something was wrong with the offense, and they're thinking Dayball can fix it. But why would you take on a project and hope that you can get Daniel Dimes to be uh, Daniel Jones, sorry, to, to be top ten talent when you're getting for sure top ten talent at worst in Deshaun Watson. I I think a main reason for that is it's New York. She'll be on the the tabloids every week. The back page of the New York Post will be criticizing him. The media scrutiny scrutiny will be insane. And I'm not sure the Giants want to go through that with a quarterback who will be called a rapist every day in New York. I'm not saying he is one, but he will be called that every day. That'll be a team distraction in the biggest media market in the world. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying I I understand the media scrutiny. I just five years from now when you're looking back and you're like, well, we wanted to give Daniel Jones another shot. I don't know. I agree with you. I just think they won't do it for those reasons, but they should because Deshaun Watson is 1,000% an upgrade over Daniel Jones. I just don't think they'll do it. All right. Okay. There's the sunk cost in the NFL. Teams are always wary of moving on from a guy who they've already put two years of investment into. Although it's a new general manager and a new coach, so you'd think they'd move on. But the owners like Daniel Jones, so who knows? And I'm just... And not not to belabor this point, but you can also throw in Saquon, who I'm not high on Saquon, but at least they can get um, another weapon into into Houston, someone motivated to to prove their worth. Oh, Saquon, buddy, that's gonna hurt me forever. <laughs> Let's move on to the Amari Cooper trade. The Dallas Cowboys have traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for a 2022 fifth round pick and a swap of 2022 sixth-rounders. A very low cost for a receiver making $20 million a year. Do you like this trade for Cleveland? Do you like it for Dallas? What do you think? I like it for Cleveland a little bit more, uh, provided that they're actually going to utilize Amari Cooper. Uh, It's a very run-heavy team, um, but they didn't give a lot up to get him. And I actually thought that the Cowboys were going to get a little bit more for Amari, and I believe A.J. Brown came out on... I think it was Twitter, and he said, you know, Amari should have, they should have gotten more for Amari. Uh, for the Cowboys, I mean, I really hope that they're, they really believe in CeeDee Lamb, but who else do they have? Is it, are they bringing back Michael Gallup? Are they bringing back uh, uh, Cedric? I can't remember uh, his last name, but um, that receiving corp, are they, are they that confident in it without Amari now? Or are they going to draft someone? I think, Amari making $20 million to be the number two, which is not financially viable for them anymore. You can't pay your number two guy $20 million 
because when the number one guy comes up, he's going to want twenty nine million. If he's the number one, why is he going to make less than twenty? Right. So, I think they had to move him out of the building, and I I get it because I wasn't sure someone would take on the twenty million dollar contract. That's a lot for a number two. Is Amari a number one receiver on a good team? I'm not sure he is. Yeah. I like Amari too. I think he's a good player, but I'm not sure he could be your. I don't think he's. Yeah, I don't think he's a number one guy on a great team. He could be a number one on a bad team. He could be a number one on Cleveland, a team that doesn't throw very much. But a good passing offense, I'm not sure he's a number one guy. Yeah, and I don't even know if he's the number one on Cleveland just yet. That I, is a fair I point. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't be surprised if Jarvis Landry has more receptions i mean amari might get more touchdowns but more more yards and receptions i could definitely see jarvis landry getting more so after this trade was announced the cleveland browns did grant jarvis landry the ability to find a trade partner so if he wants out they may accommodate him as well so okay interesting so well hmm i don't know how i feel about that jarvis landry is making a hell of a lot of money um 17 million this year yeah he's not worth that yeah exactly so I like the move for Cleveland getting a proven receiver in. Hopefully Baker can fix some of his issues. And I like it for Dallas because they were going to cut him. And they added a fifth round pick, which is not nothing. It's not great, but it's something. So some value at least. Sounds okay. Yeah. Okay, Webb. Let's move on to our AFC free agent preview show. We did the NFC on our last show. It went really, really long, so we broke this up into two parts because when Webb and I talk, it's usually for far too long. That's what we do. He's right. Yeah. Okay, Webb. Uh, let's start with the AFC East. That work for you? Yeah, let's go with the AFC East. Do you want to go in alpha order or standings? What do you want to do? I am not smart enough to do standings, so let's do alphabetical order, please. Okay, so that would... Uh put us with uh, the Buffalo Bills first. Uh, okay, so let's go with the Bills. How much cap space do the Bills have, Coop? The Bills have just about $600,000 in cap space. So not a lot of money there. They have, they need to make some changes. All right. So can they cut anyone to free up some money? The most obvious cut I saw was Cole Beasley. He's making $7.6 million. If they cut him, they'll save $6 million. He wasn't even the number three receiver to end the season. So I would be shocked if this isn't done any day now. I think they're going to cut him very shortly. I think that's a good choice. Um, do you see anyone else? So I looked at Mitch Morris because they could save like $7 million. But I think he's actually a good center. He's often injured, but I think protecting Josh Allen. So I think they're going to keep him. The safeties you could cut, but they made the Pro Bowl this year. I think they're kind of limited. So I would just do that and I'd move on from that. How about you? Did you see anyone you want to cut? No, I think, uh, well, actually, I saw the two that you saw, Mitch Morris and Cole Beasley. I think Beasley for sure should go. Um, He's injury prone. I know you're a big fan, but I think they can find another Beasley either through the draft or on on the market. Cole Beasley was the best slot receiver in football two seasons ago. He was not that this year. I'm not sure why, but he fell off quite crazy. Gabriel Davis was better than him, better than him at the season. And their number two. I can't remember the guy, but the other guy was better than him too. So it I would McKinney? get rid of him. Yeah, McKinney. So that's who it was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so what, what are the areas uh, that the 
the Bills need to improve in. So they drafted for defense last season. So I think they need a running back really badly. Josh Allen cannot be your number one running back every every year. That's not gonna, that's not going to win you football games. You're going to get him hurt. So I think they need to go running back. Um, do you have any other areas of need, or do you want to go into the uh, potential free agent signings they can make? I'd go with free agent signings because the problem with them is they don't have any money to spend, so their biggest needs do not really matter that much because they can't buy anybody. <laughs> okay. So who do you see them signing potentially? So I was looking at running backs that have some upside. I think Rashad Penny, two years, $6 million. He was mostly a bust in Seattle, but he was really good to end the season. Not a lot of money, kind of a prove it two-year deal, small. You could get him under the cap. He was a first-round pick. I like Rashad Penny in Buffalo. Okay, good call. Nice. What do you think about Evan Ingram, who is probably going to get a bigger contract, um, but would be a nice weapon for the Bills as well? I like Evan Ingram. I've, I liked him since he was a rookie. Dawson Knox came on pretty strong this year. And I think I saw reports that they want to sign Gronk. So I'm not sure that they'll get Evan Ingram, but I'm not sure he's a good fit here, actually. I like him as a player, but for what the Bills do, they have the receivers already. I would like Gronk for the blocking more. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ingram, he's just a receiver. He can't block at all. So I'm not sure he's a fit in Buffalo for what they do. And there's been talks that they're looking, um, I think a team that signs him would look to convert him to receiver. They say that with every tight end. They say that about Mike Gusecki. Remember when Jimmy Graham tried to, when he got franchise tagged, tried to say he was receiver? Yeah. It's what they do because they want, they want more money. <laughs> it's like all the trick in the book. All right. That's fair. Okay. So next we have uh, Miami. Um, how much cap space do the Dolphins have? Dolphins have a lot of money. They have $48 million. That's a lot of money, Coop. This is not the NFC. Um, it is not at all. <laughs> do you see them cutting anyone to increase that money? The problem is a lot of their contracts, they can't really get out of too easily. They have Eric Rowe, the safety, where they can save $5 million, almost like $4.5 million. I think the kicker, Jason Sanders, if they cut him, they would save $3 million. He's a 74% field goal kicker. I don't think Miami, I don't think they need a kicker making that much money. They could draft a rookie and probably do just as well. Yeah. Did you I, have I anybody? Was, I was looking at Alan Hearns as well, receiver. I didn't think that they necessarily need him. They don't need to cut him, but he, they could say a few million. Yeah, so that's a good choice too. He didn't do much last season. I think he's often hurt too, so. All right, so what do you see as the Dolphins' uh, needs? They need offensive line help. They have a really strong defense. They have drafted receivers. They've drafted, they have players. They just need to, they need to protect Tua at all costs. You need to see if he can develop, give him a strong offensive line. Mike McDaniel uh, was from the 49ers. They made Trent Williams the highest paid left tackle in football. They gave him like six years, $125 million. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to have their own Trent Williams in Miami. Okay. So on that note, who do you see them signing? Teron Armstead, the tackle from New Orleans. He's older and injury prone, but I think they know they need someone there. So I think they're going to give him three years, $65 million. Big contract. Hard to turn down that money. And that might not even be enough because I think the Colts will be interested. I think some teams with some money will be interested here. I could see him getting 
four for 90, but I think three is where you should max it out. Okay. All right. Next we have uh, the Patriots, your favorite team. Yes. The the devils. Yes. (laughs) How much cap space uh, do the devils have? They have 11 and a half million dollars. They probably stole it from a child. (laughs) It's a rich child. Um, Numerous children. (laughs) Stealing their candy money. Rich families. Uh, Who can the Patriots cut? So they don't have a lot of cut candidates. I saw Lawrence Guy, their defensive tackle. They cut him, they'll save three and a half million dollars. But he's a pretty good player for them. So I don't think they want to do that. But besides that, I didn't see too many options. Did you see some? I saw Guy as well, but I don't know. I I think uh, Devon Godshow I saw as well, but I don't know if it's worth it to cut these guys um, in the long run. They, they played well. Uh, they serve a purpose down the pats. I don't know if it makes sense to then search for a player to replace this guy. These guys. Yeah, it's going to cost you the same amount of money to cut Gotcha. I looked at him too. You'd save $5 million, but it's going to cost you $5 million to cut him. Yeah. I think you'd rather, ha- rather have him. The Patriots have done a really good job with contracts. I mean, they are robbing children to get the money for these contracts, but they've done a really good job structuring them. So... They don't have a lot of waste here. Okay. So what are the areas of need? What do they need to improve on? They need playmakers at receiver. They don't have anybody. They signed Nelson Aguilar last year. He did not do much. They signed Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith at tight end, and they weren't even very effective. Kendrick Bourne was very mediocre. They need somebody. They need a big playmaker to give Mac Jones a true number one receiver. They got a bunch of number threes. They they need a number one. Who do you think they can sign? I think they're going to draft a receiver in the first round this year. But if they go the free agent route, they don't have much money. I could see them getting A.J. Green for like a one-year deal for $5 million. Belichick probably likes a veteran like that. I think that would make a lot of sense for both parties. That's solid. And A.J. Green was okay. He had like a couple good games last year. It's the injuries that add up for him. But if he's healthy, he's still a good player. He's not what he was, but he can still catch. He's a big body target. He can run 10 yards and stop and jump. And I think the Patriots have quite a few free agents, um, like guys who are coming off a contract that they probably want to re-sign as well. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, wouldn't you want to get out of that hellscape too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would, Coop. Yeah. All right. I hate you, Boston. <laughs> Speaking of another hellscape, uh, the New York Jets are up next. Um, how much cap space do the Jets have, Coops? Really quickly before that, would you rather live, be on the Jets or live in Boston? Which is worse to you? Because both are I'd, awful. I'd be on the Jets, 100%. I think so, too. Yeah. It'd be terrible, though. Yeah. Sorry, and green. The, <laughs> the Jets have $48.7 million. So a lot of money right now. And it's interesting because it's a bad team, a lot of money, and uh, you see anybody that they, that they can cut. I do. It's George Fant, their right tackle. Cutting him would save $10 million. They drafted Mackay Becton to be their left tackle. They have some issues with him. But I think they, they have two top 10 picks this year. I could see them going tackle here. George Fant's an okay player, but they could get a really good player, and I think they might do that. Yeah, I had him too. I also had Sheldon Rankins. Who hasn't been good in a while. Um, so for some reason, I always think Sheldon Rankins is like Sheldon Rankins from four years ago, where he was still yeah. really good. 
sometimes big name guys are just in my head. I'm like that guy's still good. He hasn't been good since 2015. Yeah, it's because he went to the Jets. It really is. They kill everybody. <laughs> All right. How can they improve? Or where can they improve? I think their biggest needs are ed- edge rusher and offensive line. They signed Carl Lawson last year. He got hurt immediately. He didn't even make it a game. And their offensive line, they need to give Zach Wilson more time to throw. So if Carl Lawson is healthy, they have a decent offensive line. I think this team could be could be okay. They have some talent here. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but with all this money, Coop, almost 50 mil, who can gangrene sign? So that's the problem. You can't get any really good players that have title aspirations because they know they're never going to win it in New York. So I was trying to find some mid-range guys who want to get paid like top-end guys. I was thinking Derek Barnett from Philly. He's a former first-round pick. He's been solid. He's never been an elite player. Something like four years, $40, $45 million. So a good chunk of money. A solid, he can stop the run. I think that makes sense for New York. Did you have any guys that you think they should sign? Yeah, I um, I was thinking similarly to you, Hassan Reddick. Yeah, same like, boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was also thinking of Carlton Davis, because I think the Jets can use some help in the secondary. He's already won a Super Bowl. Uh, he might be full of himself and think that he can go anywhere and be a difference maker or that he's deserving of a big contract. So I was thinking him as well. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't write this down because it's so stupid, but the Jets are 1,000% going to sign J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, and he's going to be awful for them right away. (laughs) I can see it happening, for sure. Yeah. Bill Belichick is going to let him go and then go to the Jets, and he's going to be immediately the worst cornerback in football. I'm sure of this. You will not hear his name a year from now. Guaranteed. (laughs) All right. Um, So that's the AFC East. Uh, What's the next division you want to do, Coop? How about the AFC West? Okay. So if we're doing alpha order, Denver's up first. How much cap space do the Broncos have? Uh, For the record, I don't like that you say alpha order. It's alphabetical order. Stop trying to be so cool, Webb. I don't appreciate it. I thought you were going to tell me that Denver wasn't the first team. I was looking at the division. I was, <laughs> I was wondering, how did I screw this up? Um, I'm not, whatever. I swear to God, whenever we do alpha order for the AFC North, I get it wrong every time. I'm like, Cleveland, there's a C. There's no one before that. It's always Baltimore, and I forget yeah. it every single time. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. There's <laughs> like, yeah, I hear that. Uh, yeah. So going with the Broncos in alpha order, <laughs> um, how much cap space do they have? After the Russell Wilson trade, they have $26 million. Not bad. Um, a decent amount of money. Not too yeah. shabby. Especially if you just got who I would say is a top five quarterback, who could argue differently. Um, do they have any cut candidates? So they, they don't really have that much money for people to cut. Like Mike Boone, the backup running back, could save a million bucks. I didn't really see too many options of guys they can cut to save money. Did you see something I missed? No, I didn't. Yeah, they really, all their contracts are for rookies or guys they paid last offseason or guys it would cost them more money to cut them than it would to pay them. So they, they're kind of screwed from that situation. Yeah, but I like this team a little bit. Do you see any areas where they can improve? So before they, I, I did this before they traded for Russ. So it was quarterback. Now I think it's tight end, but this team, again, does not have a lot of needs. They're a really solidly built team. They do, have, they do need some corners because they have some free agents. 
They have Sertain, who was the first round pick last year, but the other guys, the two other guys, are free agents, I believe. So yeah. they have some corner needs. I think tight end is a good need too. Yeah, and, and I identified those areas as well. Um, so twenty six million Super Bowl aspirations. Who can they sign? So I was looking for a good fit for them. I I find when a team trades for a big quarterback or they get a big quarterback. Guys are willing to play there for a little less money. So I think getting OJ Howard from the Tampa Bay Bucks, the tight end, three years, $16 million. He never really developed in Tampa like they thought. Gronk came in with Brady. I think he fits the Noah Fant role very well there. I think OJ Howard would be a really good fit in Denver. That's solid. And give Russ uh, like a safety blanket. Do you want to know who I saw them signing or who I see them signing? Let's hear it. Honey Badger. I think they might do that. That makes sense. In the division, steal him away. That makes sense. Yeah. And I say that not because they need to. Well, uh, Kareem Jackson's a free agent, I believe. But I think he might be spiteful. I think Denver will want to pounce on him. And, I mean, he might feel a little slighted if the Chiefs don't, you know, try to aggressively get him. There is talk of Von Miller going back to Denver as well. I'm not sure yes. they can afford him. I don't think they could fit him in. I think he's going to want like $18 million, and I don't think they want to give him that right now. Tyron Matthew? No, Von Miller. Oh, Von Miller. Okay. Matthew is probably going to get like $12 million. They could do that. Yeah. All right. So the Broncos, who you don't like, have a good infrastructure, according to you, and uh, top five quarterback, according to me. Let's, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Chiefs are up next. How much cap space do the Chiefs have? The Chiefs have negative $4.4 million, which is not ideal. Yeah, and their team's not exactly the greatest, is it, Coop? It is not, and they have a lot of free agents, like a lot of guys that make decent money that are going to walk out the door. Yeah. Um, any cut candidates? I found two. Cutting McCole Hardman would save $4 million. Uh, he's not good enough to be a number two receiver. And then Frank Clark, if they cut him, it'd be $12 million in a dead cap, but they would save $13 million. So you might need to look at that. Did you see something I missed? I saw Frank Clark. I saw Fenton. Um, I think the Chiefs are in trouble, man. They have some issues for sure. But the thing is, their general manager is really good and they draft well. So I think they're going to figure the situation out, but they yeah. have some issues right now for sure. You're right. A year ago, I was saying the same thing because the offensive line was depleted. And like 10 days later, it was great. They drafted like the second best center in football. They traded for Orlando Brown Jr. Like they figured things out pretty quick. I think that'll happen again because like Denver, teams want to play with a good quarterback. So players, yeah. will sh they flock there. And it's almost an automatic AFC conference um, uh, berth every year. They've been to the last four. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Where can they improve? This team has more holes than you think. They need help at cornerback. They need a second and third receiver. I don't think Josh Gordon's going to do it for them this year again. I think they're going to go in the draft for a receiver at pick 30. That's my prediction. They don't really have many other options. I think after what happened with uh, Jamar Chase last year and also Jalen Waddle, how good they looked and obviously the instant success of the Bengals, I think a lot of teams are going to try to try to replicate that. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that, that's good. Uh, so, so, sorry, who do you see them signing? This is really tough because they have no money. 
I I was thinking again, AJ Green, like a low, like he signs for the vet minimum. I could see them making a run at Marquez Valdez Scandling because he can run deep, like Tyreek Hill, take some pressure off him. But I think he's going to want too much money. So I think this team is kind of screwed in adding someone in free agency. Uh, I think that those are good options. What do you think about someone like DJ Chark? Probably in the same vein. Yeah, I just think he's going to get too much money. He's only 26. AJ, AJ Green's 34. He's going to look for that ring. I think Chark's going to get like $12 million a year. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. He's super fast, kind of d- d- dynamic guy. I think receivers get paid a lot of money now, and they're going to have to go bargain bin hunting. And they might have to they might have to wait till like April or May to sign a guy. So, I'm not high on the Chiefs again for the second year in a row. <laughs> yeah. You've been consistent there. <laughs> All right. Next team up is your team. Not your real team, but a team that you're high on, the Chargers. Um that is not correct. Do they have? Is it the Vegas Raiders? Yes. Loss is okay. LAS. Whatever. Uh, I can't believe I got that wrong. <laughs> All right, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Honestly, if you didn't point it out earlier, that you were like, oh, I thought I got something wrong, I wouldn't have said anything. But because you pointed it out, it's way funnier to bring it up. Oh my god! And they're the same division too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. How much money do they have? They have twenty nine point nine million dollars, so a decent amount of money there. Okay, and they're. Uh, they've gotten rid of the problems and John Gruden and uh, and uh, Mike Mayock. So who can they cut? So Mayock structured contracts in a way that they don't have too many guys they can cut. The guy I saw most was Denzel Good. He's a guard. They cut him. They can save $4 million. And he only played one game last year. I think he's only played just one game last season. I think they can move on from him pretty easily. Did you see some other people they could get rid of? Uh, I looked at uh, Carl Nassett. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think I they will either, but yeah. I, I I, saw him as a cut candidate. If they cut him, they'll eat $6 million in dead cap and they'll only save $3 bucks. So I, I don't think they'll do that just because he's a pretty good player. Okay. And, uh, and, and yeah, you're probably right. Um, and because they're in a good uh, situation already with the, the money, they're probably not trying to to shave off any anything like yeah uh, if they were more tight if they were really cash dropped i could see them doing it but they have 29 yeah. million dollars they don't need to cut a guy to save three million bucks right now right and where or where can the raiders improve i think it's receiver they don't really have a good one like losing henry ruggs was a huge loss for this team henry ruggs before what happened happened was an excellent player he was really fast really interesting Hunter Renfro just does different stuff. Renfro's great. But I think they need another receiver. Do you have a different one, Webb? See, I have different ones, but I think receiver is is a primary target for them. Okay, so who do you see them signing with all this money? I think Will Fuller, two years, $25 million. Deep threat. He's a big injury risk, but when he plays, he's really good. Dynamic guy. I think that would be a good signing for them. They signed to they signed Deshaun Jackson last year, didn't they? They did. He was not good. Yeah, Will Fuller might only play nine games, but he'll be good in those nine games. So we're thinking along the same lines, but I I had my sights a little uh, little higher. 
I was looking at Allen Robinson to pair with Derek Carr. That's a good pairing. And I think Josh McDaniels, that scumbag, would like that very much. <laughs> I'll never forgive him. Uh, but that makes sense. He's a good possession receiver. Derek Carr likes Would that eat up in Hunter Renfro's targets? No, I wouldn't. I think they, they could play together very well, I think, actually. Yeah, I think so. And I think he just wants to be finally with a good quarterback. Is Derek... So there have been talks that they're going to trade Derek Carr. I don't think they end up doing that because they don't have anything else. I think Derek Carr is pretty good, man. I've always liked Derek Carr more than most people have. I remember... Do you know who Derek Carr's number one receiver in college was? No. Devontae Adams. Was it really? Yeah. I loved Devontae coming out in the draft because I watched so much Derek Carr, so much Derek Carr film. And I was like, this Devontae guy is really good. And he fell to the third round, and I could not understand why. I mean, in terms of careers, I think Devontae has definitely had the better career. I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy. I think he's I think he's solid. I think if he can throw more than one touchdown a game, I'll probably be higher, <laughs> higher on him. But uh, I think the potential is there. So it's interesting. You heard that they're going to trade Derek Carr. I read that they're looking to extend him. I think they're open to either possibility right now. So That's, there was talks that the Colts are trying to get Derek Carr and the, the Raiders were open to the possibility. See, so, if I'm Derek Carr, that's that's too much uncertainty. You're going to you're going to extend me or you're going to you're, you're shipping me out. <laughs> I but that was what one. he That's what he had every year with Gruden. Every year there was talks that Gruden was going to trade up for a quarterback and get rid of him. Gruden treated him really awfully for the whole time he was there. It was not good. Yeah. And I don't think Gruden's done uh, making noise just yet. He might have a case, man. <laughs> what he did was wrong, but the NFL really did screw him over pretty bad. My shrug, if you can't see it. <laughs> just, I mean, they released his emails, but nothing from the Washington owner, Dan Snyder, who definitely was saying some wild stuff. It was that not right. Yeah, it wasn't right. What, what Gruden did was wrong, but the NFL did it to screw over Gruden. It wasn't to, like, fix the league's issues with race. It was a hit job. Oh, it, it never is to do that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, now now with the Los Angeles Chargers, the LOS Angeles Chargers. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. I see LA and I see LV and I'm like, whatever. Um, okay, so the Chargers are next. How much cap space do they have? $22.5 million. They had some more, but they recently acquired a very high-priced trade candidate in Khalil Mack. That they did, and um, is there anyone that they, that they can cut? I think they're going to cut Brian Bulaga, the right tackle, left tackle guy. He's It would save $11 million, only a $3 million dead cap. He played one game last season and only 10 games the year before. You just can't rely on him, so I think he's a very easy cut candidate. Did you, have was some, did you have some too? Some other guys? See, Webb I, loves cutting people. So I'm sure he has like 35 names on this list. Who else you want to cut from the Chargers? The show is only so long, Cooper. I can't. I can't list everyone. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of Balaga from years ago uh, on the Packers, and I liked him, so uh, I was like, they should keep him. But uh, Michael Davis is someone who uh, I don't know what that person looks like, and I think they should cut him as well. When you just said that, I tried to picture him. I was like, I have no idea what he looks like. Immediately, yeah. I was like, no idea. Yeah. yeah. Bulaga, the thing is, they have Rashawn Slater, so I think he's an easy cut. And they paid Matt Filer, like, last year, the guy from Pittsburgh, to be the right tackle. So I think Bulaga's, I think, 
I'm surprised they haven't cut him yet, to be honest. And you maybe because I don't, I don't know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> if you said Michael Davis, who works at NFL Network, I would have been like, sure. If you said Michael Davis did my taxes, I'd say, yeah, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, where can they improve the Chargers? All right. He does not look how I pictured him at all. I just looked him up. Yeah. Michael nope. Davis? Definitely interesting. Okay. Uh, right tackle. Matt Filer was in Pittsburgh. He played guard tackle. He was kind of a utility guy. If I were them, I would draft, I would sign a right tackle and move Filer inside and, re- and really shore up that line. Okay. So um, I like the defense. I like the, like, they have playmakers. I kind of like everything, but the, uh, the line could get better. Right. And they have, they have a pretty solid line, too, with uh, Corey Lindsley. Uh, at center. Um, so who are they going to sign, Coop? I like Trent Brown, the left tackle, right tackle from the Patriots. He's just a gigantic human being. I think he could play right tackle there, get a decent side contract. I think it would improve the running game and the pass protection for Justin Herbert. I think that would be an excellent fit for every party involved. That's solid. Did you have some people that you want to sign and then get cut eventually? <laughs> No, I was so I was looking um, at them keeping Belaga, so I didn't have a tackle. I was looking more at uh, the secondary, uh, Bryce Callahan from uh, from I think he was in Denver, uh, who's solid. They always have injuries in their secondary, so I I figured if they can bring in someone uh, who's solid, um, it would certainly help their 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 passing defense. Their defense was atrocious last year. Yeah, I looked at some cornerbacks too. Uh, Nasir Adderley at safety has been pretty good. Asante Samuel Jr. was an excellent rookie player. They could definitely use some depth at corner. That makes sense for sure. All right. So that's, uh, wow, only two divisions. So (laughs) do you want to go with the AFC North or AFC South? Let's do the AFC North. We're going to end on a high note with the South. Also, you know how dumb I am? I said Cleveland to Baltimore. I totally forgot Cincinnati was also before Cleveland. That's how bad I am. Yeah, well, wow. I didn't want to embarrass you like you did embarrass me um, a few minutes ago. Uh, the same. <laughs> all right, AFC North, good on you, Coop, for figuring out that Baltimore is the first team. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> how much cap space do they have? They have $16.5 million, so a decent amount of money, but not too much. I have a feeling we're going to choose the same person as the cut candidate, but who do you have them cutting? The first name I saw was Marcus Peters. His cap is $15 million, a 5 million dead cap. They saved 10 million. He's coming off an ACL injury. Corners need to be fast, and it's really hard for a corner to recover the same speed he once had after an ACL injury, so I would do that. Same player I had. The Rams shipped him out like uh, he did something to them. Uh, So I think he's I think he's a bit expendable. He's good, but he's coming off an injury. I think they can cut him as well. Kansas City shipped him out as well. He got right. shipped around a bunch. I think he people do not like him. He's like Carson Wentz in the yeah. in the backfields. Yeah, I'm not sure they like him very much. He's the Brandon Cooks of uh, D backs. Yeah, that that checks out too. Yeah, <laughs> but Brandon Cooks is just more consistent. Um, how can or where can the Ravens improve? I was looking at interior offensive line. This team was built around the run game with Lamar. They had one of the best offensive linemen of the decade retire a year ago, and they didn't really do much to, to fix it. So I would draft a center, help Lamar out as best I could. That's solid. Uh, Ronnie Stanley's coming off an injury. Uh, Alejandro 
Villanueva retired. Uh, the line's shaken up. Good Did choice. Did you know Villanueva, Villanueva only played in the league for seven years? Uh, I saw that on whatever day it was, Friday or Thursday. I wouldn't have known off the top of my head, no. I thought he was like a 12-year veteran. I remember his name for yeah. so long. I could not believe it was only seven years. I think he's only 29 or 30. I think he's. I think he was in the military for like three years in Iraq. I think oh, he's okay. just like, he's older. So he didn't come to the NFL until he was like 25. Oh, so he's older than I thought. Okay, never mind that. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. So who do you see them signing? I think Ryan Jensen, the center from Tampa Bay, solves a lot of their problems. He's 31. He gets a three-year deal, $40 million. I think that would really help this team a lot. Okay. Who do you think they should sign? So I was, I did my picks before I knew Villanueva retired, so I didn't have uh, at least the tackles retiring. Sorry, the tackles um, being an issue. But I have uh, edge defense as, as an area of need for them as well. I think you're right about the interior offensive line. But I think they need some help uh, uh, pass rushing. So I had Randy Gregory um, coming in. You know what makes a lot of sense now? Chandler Jones seems like a Baltimore signing, doesn't he? Yeah, the name and the player, yeah. <laughs> a little bit older. Exact player, too, yeah. But like yeah. they got Calais Campbell. He's older in his career, still really good, but they got him towards the end. Yeah. I could see Chandler. That makes sense, too. Yeah. And his brother was there. Arthur, yeah. Too. Yeah. Arthur was there for a long time. Then he came to the Colts and was awful. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the Ravens there, uh, we've done. So next, I'm making sure that it's Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl runner-up, Cincinnati Bengals, lost to the Rams. Um, embarrassingly, how, how much cap space do they have? <laughs> embarrassingly? <laughs> they have $34.5 million, so a decent amount of money to spend. Always great when you have been to the Super Bowl, have a bunch of cap space, and everything's looking up. Where can they improve? So they have a bunch of guys they can cut to save some money. I was looking at Tyler Boyd. They would save $7 million. I'm not sure he's even their number two receiver anymore. They could cut Trey Hopkins, their center, and save $6 bucks. They could cut Von Mill, Von Bell, sorry, and save $6.5 million. Their offensive line is so bad. I don't know why you're paying any interior, interior lineman $6.5 million. You lost Super Bowl because these guys were bad at football. I would get rid yep. of them all and build it up brand new. You're right. I skipped a step. The cut candidate. Um, yeah, I know. So those are all. <laughs> those are all on my list. I think Tyler Boyd. He stuck out to me, but he's valuable, man. And I think if they want to repeat success, um, I he was on my list, but I think they might keep him. I also had Trey Waynes, the D back. Yeah. No, Tyler Boyd's a good player, and I think they were so successful because they had three receivers that could beat you anyway. Yeah, exactly. but I I think having two great, two really good receivers. And a great offensive line would help this team more than three offensive than three receivers and a bad line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You and I both killed them last year for not taking Penny Sewell or Rashad yep. Slater. And, and we were wrong about that, but they should fix that line for Burrow now. In the short term, let's see how it works out long term. It's been one year. Rashad Slater's looked really good. They made a Super Bowl. I mean, I think it worked out. Yeah, but I mean, Joe Burrow was great. Defense was great. If they had won, then maybe. let's just let's just wait it up because let's see what Jamar Chase does for the next few years. Rashawn Slater already is all pro. 
Sean Slater was great for sure. Great player. I don't think it's fair to say we're wrong yet, unless Sewell and, and Slater look bad. But okay, so you've you've sort of hit on the area of need, and it sounded like it was interior offensive line to you. It's the whole offensive line. Whole offensive line. They all got beat. Yeah. Okay. So who can they sign? So Roger Saffold was just cut by Tennessee. Yeah. He's a Pro Bowl guy. I would I would go after him. I would also go after Brandon Scherf. I would sign both of these guys to gigantic contracts and try and fix this the way the Chiefs did last season. Put everything into protecting Joe Burrow. Interesting that you said that. I had Brandon Scherf as well, prime away from Washington. Um, I was even looking at uh, Dante Hightower on the linebacker side. Yeah. Because they, they have so much money. And if they had anything left over, Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski would be a really good choice for them because their tight end play was not wasn't bad. CJ Uzama was pretty good, but I think Gronk would be a really interesting signing there. Yeah. Especially with his blocking ability. That makes sense. Good choice there. I went a little crazy. All right. Cleveland Browns are next. (laughs) How much money do they have? They have negative $3 million after trading for Amari Cooper. Perfect. And I think we're going to have the same cut candidate, but who do you have? It's Jarvis Landry, and I'm shocked they haven't cut him yet. I guess they want to trade him, but if they cut him, they'll save $15 million. So I would do that ASAP. I like Jarvis Landry too. He's not a bad player, but he's not worth. I think they gave him that money to bring Odell in, thinking those two LSU guys would like bond together, and it never happened. Um, Where do you see them improving? I think they still need wide receiver help. If if you bring in Amari, but you lose, lose Jarvis, you still don't have receivers. Baker was awful last year. Part of that was the injury. Part of that was Baker. Give him receivers to throw to. I would I would go really hard at a bunch of guys that are receivers right now. And then I would still draft one, too. So who are you thinking? My favorite number two receiver in the league, Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> two for 16, something like that. He's coming off an injury, but he came back. I think Juju is pretty good in this division. He's proven he can play against them. I think that makes a lot of sense. And you steal him from a division rival. I think that's solid. Great choice. Speaking of the division rival, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, how much money do the Steelers have uh, in cap space? They have $29 million, a good amount of money for them because they don't have a quarterback. Okay. Who can they cut? So I was looking at them. They don't have too many options. I saw Tyson Alualu, a defensive end. If they cut him, they'd save $2.5 million. But the way Pittsburgh structures their contracts, they kind of pay as you go. So they don't have too many options. If they cut Joe Schobert, they could save $7 million. I think he's pretty good, though, so I'm not sure they want to do that. They just traded for him. Did you have some other names? A few names. Um, not that they should do it, but that they, I could see them doing it. Uh, Cam Sutton, I can see them doing um, uh, Wormley, who I think they traded for um, last year. Uh, let's see who else have. A Banner, one of their, I can't remember his first name, but he was Zach their, Banner, their right tackle. Yeah. Zach Banner, that's his name. I don't know how much he played for them last year, but the offensive line was terrible. And uh, Joe Haig. I really appreciate with you that you just want to cut everybody. You hate players supporting their families and you want them all to go, which is interesting for you. This team 
was not good. They need a lot of offensive line help, and I don't think they have enough to make the revolutionary sort of changes they need. Fun fact about Zach Banner, he was a third-round pick of Colts general manager Ryan Grigson, and he had cut him before the season started the same year. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate Ryan Grigson so much, though. So you you identified an area uh, of need for the Steelers as quarterback. Do they have any others that you think they should prioritize? I think they need receiver help too, right? Like they don't have any really. Like Juju's a free agent. Deontay Johnson, is he a number two receiver even, or is he a number three guy? I don't. He's definitely not a number one. I honestly don't know. I think he's solid. Yeah, he's fine. I just I'm not sure how good he is exactly because it's, it's been Big Ben who's been off of the last two seasons, so I'm not sure I can blame Deontay Johnson for that, but I'm not sure how good he actually is, being the number one in this offense. Um, so who do you see them signing? So I think they're going to draft the quarterback. I don't think they're going to sign. I, they're not going to be in a, on any of these trades for these guys. I think they're going to draft Malik Willis in round one, and then I think they're going to sign Allen Robinson for him to throw to. Okay. Big body guy. Hedges everything. I think that makes a lot of sense for Pittsburgh and for the for Allen Robinson. Okay, cool. Nice. And the contract, by the way, three years, fifty million dollars, thirty guaranteed. Interesting. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I went in a different direction and sort of um sort of how you went all in on the offensive line with Cincinnati. I kind of did that with Pittsburgh. So I was looking at Ryan Jensen and uh Connor Williams. That makes sense. Connor Williams I loved him coming out of Texas. I thought he was going to be a great left tackle. He did not make it. He went to guard almost immediately. <laughs> he was really good at Texas. And then, yeah, he just he wasn't big enough. He had short arms. That makes sense, though, because Pittsburgh needs a huge upgrade there, especially if they have a rookie quarterback. That makes sense for sure. All right. This is the cream of the crop right here, Coop. <laughs> Save the best for last. Of course. AFC South, uh, probably the easiest alpha order to do. Uh, Houston Texans. Houston has $10 million in cap space right now, almost 11. So it's a decent amount of money. They can sign a few things, but it's not overwhelming. And they are a Super Bowl contender, as we know from last year. So uh, who can they cut? Well, this number is going to change a lot when they trade Deshaun, I think. Yeah, that's true. So they can cut some guys, though. Like Brandon Cooks, if they cut him, they'll save $9 million. 7.5 7.5 million cap hit. I don't know why you have a receiver making that much money. Your team has no hope. They can cut Eric Murray and save $5.5 million. He's a safety who's just okay. They've got some options here, Webb. Kevin Pierre Lewis, outside linebacker, they could save $3 bucks. Jordan Jenkins saved $2.5 million. All of these guys are very underwhelming and we moved out and brought new guys in without much thought about it. And I think it's I think it's uh, uh, inevitable that Cooks is going to be cut. He can't stay on a team longer than like a couple of years. Um, okay, so where where can they improve? Keep the list short if you can. <laughs> I, I I literally wrote down pass rush or anywhere. The whole yeah. roster is bad. So basically everywhere could be improved. <laughs> okay. Uh, who can they sign? So I was thinking that this team – is they're building the Patriots in Texas, right? I think they might go for JC Jackson, lock up a 26 year old shutdown corner. That might be a good way to build the defense. JC gets five years, $95 million, 60 guaranteed. 
I could see Houston doing that and trying to build around him, but I would wait if I was Houston, but I think that would be a big splash to kind of get some positive news out of Houston. Yeah, that's solid. I mean, Houston can literally improve anywhere. So I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer. Like, I think you can close your eyes and pick a player from the free agent list and he could probably improve Houston. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> okay. This is your team, the Indianapolis Colts up next. Do you want to continue in alpha order or do you want to skip them and go to... Oh, just stick with alpha order. We're, we're consistent here. All right. Got you to say alpha order. Good. <laughs> well done. So... The Colts have $71.5 million in cap space, the most cap space in the league by over $20 million. And you know how we're going to spend it? We're not, because that's what Chris Ballard does. Has $70 million and keeps it all in his pocket. Okay. Do you have any cut candidates to increase that money and not spend it? So they don't have too many options of guys they can cut. I was looking at Grover Stewart. They could save $7.5 million. He's what he's an elite run defender. I don't know if they want to pay $10 million to a guy who can only play two downs, but I think they're going to keep him. Besides that, I didn't see too many people. Did you see somebody else? No, I did not actually. Yeah. Chris Ballard is really good at making contracts so that you don't really get hit with too much dead money and you can get it to them pretty easily. So he's good at that. Okay. Where can they improve? Quarterback, left tackle. Wide receiver, tight end, defensive end, uh, coach, some options there. <laughs> okay. Uh, who can they sign? So I really think this comes down to quarterback first, but I think they're going to make a run at Teron Armstead for three years, $65 million to tackle from New Orleans. I think that Jim Ursay at the end of the year was so mad making videos in front of planes that this not spending money thing is not going to work for him anymore. So I think they're going to go for Tehran, and I think they're going to sign Marcus Mariota for two years, $15 million. I, so I wrote this on Thursday, and it came out this morning that Marcus Mariota is the Colts' targeted quarterback. And I think I mentioned Thanks. him on the last show that I like Mariota. Like, I think he's a decent quarterback. And I think I said, I'm not sure how much worse he is than current-day Russell Wilson. So kind of a fan there. Jimmy Garoppolo is still the dream. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Mariota would be a good choice. Okay. I, I also had Armstead linked uh, to the Colts. I think that's a perfect fit. Upgrade yeah. over Fisher. Yeah, I had Trent Williams last year, and then oh God, Chris Ballard didn't want to pay him. Chris Ballard doesn't want to pay anybody any money for some reason. He's against it. like, And it's been working out great so far for us. So. Keep that up. Every year we have the most cast base, and every year we pay a guard or a cornerback on the Colts, and we don't send anybody else, and it's terrible. Good luck to the Colts. Yeah. Thanks for that, Webb. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who you're very, very, very high on. How much money do they have? The Jags have roughly $40 million in cap space, so a good amount of money that they actually do spend pretty freely. Can they cut? I was looking at Brandon Linder, a center. They signed him to a huge contract a few years ago, but he has no dead cap this year, and cutting him would save $9 million. He only played 50% of the snaps last year and about the same the year before. I think you can get a more durable center for much less money right now. 
or even similar money. I would get rid of him and not think about it at all. I agree, man. And they have a lot of money. They can make that almost $50 million. Uh, Where can they improve? I think they need offensive weapons across all of it. Receiver, tight end. Their running back situation is pretty good. They have Travis Etienne coming back, but I think they need a wide receiver and tight end pretty badly. Yeah, so who do you see them potentially signing? So this is one team I have two for. I think they're going to go for Michael Gallup coming off the ACL injury, try and pry him away from Dallas four years, 40 million. And this one I think is almost surely going to happen. Zach Ertz at tight end, a reunion with Doug Peterson. If you have Trevor Lawrence, someone reliable to throw to, I think that makes way too much sense for it not to happen. Two years, $25 million. That's a good, uh, good pairing. A lot of money for Ertz, but that's a good pairing, and especially with uh, Doug Peterson. Yeah, I think having a grown-up in that locker room will help the team a lot. Like having someone that knows Peterson, knows how things are supposed to go, makes a lot of sense for them. Yeah, that's pretty good. I uh, I agree with you, and I with the offensive line help, and I also thought uh, D-back, they could help as well. They could get help. Uh, I had Ben Jones, who recently got cut from Tennessee. And James Daniels uh, coming off a, a good year in Chicago. Uh, oh. And I also, I also was looking at Marcus Williams. The right tackle? Yeah. No, the safety. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line help they could definitely use. I I thought they were going to draft a, a left tackle number one overall. Then they franchise tight Cam Robinson. Okay. Yeah, so I think they're happy with their offensive line tackle-wise. But interior guys, they definitely need help with. Yeah. So good choice there. I just, for the Jaguars, they need so much help. If I were them, I would focus on getting Trevor Lawrence right and figure yeah. out the defense later. But knowing Jacksonville, you kind of have to take what you can get and sign anyone that'll come. So Marcus yeah. Williams makes some sense too. I know I'm going to be wrong about this. I still think Jacksonville wins the division next year. I don't know why, but I still believe it. We'll see. Okay, the last one, uh, Tennessee. Uh, how much money do they have? They have a robust $350,000. Anyone this is the cut? This is the lowest amount in the AFC, right? Oh, sorry. No, one team had minus money, but they the have Chiefs. very little money. Yeah. And and the Browns. The Browns were over too. That's true, yeah. Uh, they have some guys they can cut. Zach Cunningham, the linebacker, will save $10.5 million. Taylor Lewan, the left tackle, isn't reliable health-wise and can save $13 million. I think those are two likely cut candidates. Did you see anything? Uh, Janoris Jenkins, or whatever the hell he calls himself. Jack Rabbit. Learn yeah. his name, all right? How dare you? They're cutting him would save $7 million. That makes some sense. Where can they improve? I think they need a tight end. Jonu Smith really made this offense go. Like, yeah. having a guy underneath. Julio Jones, the receiver, ne- is never healthy. I think they need a reliable tight end. Okay, so who do you see them signing? Your boy, Evan Ingram. I thought oh, that wow. made some sense. A one-year prove-it deal, $6 million. I think him in Tennessee, he could open looks because A.J. Brown and Julio Jones will still be there. He can run underneath, get some passes. I think that would be good for him and for Tennessee. It's pretty good. Did you have some other options? Uh, Not really. Not really. I was looking at uh, uh, Devin, sorry, uh, Teddy Bridgewater as a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, low risk. But no, I didn't really have many options there for Tennessee with that kind of money. Yeah, it's really hard to, to find people that go when you have zero dollars. 
I don't know how the Saints and Rams do it every year, but somehow it works for them. But I don't think it worked for the Titans this season. Well, the Rams have the best GM in football. I think that's how it works. <laughs> okay, sure. Just Didn't saying. you want him fired like two years ago? Never. <laughs> FM picks. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out very well for you guys. Two two out well. Do you remember how mad you were at that pick? I was furious. Yeah. Hilarious podcasts. <laughs> Web. That ends the AFC. We didn't do this for the NFC. What team is going to win the AFC next year? Quick guess for you. I, I honestly have no idea. I, I don't know, man. Okay, from what I saw last year, Buffalo makes the most sense, or Cincinnati. But I, I think it's really hard to go back to the Super Bowl. And the runner-up in the Super Bowl is, they usually don't do well. I'm going to go with Buffalo for now. As of today, Los Angeles Chargers for me. I am okay. all in on them this year. I was also all in them last year. Did not work out great for me, but I believe this is the year they actually do what I said they do last year. Oh, I'll say this. I think if the Chargers miss the playoffs again, Staley's gone. because he 100% agree. Yeah, for sure. He can't stay again. Okay, so free agency opens unofficially tomorrow at noon. I cannot wait for this, Web. I am so excited. Who do you think is the first player that signs? Um, Chandler Jones. Pardon? Chandler Jones. That's an interesting one. I don't know why. I always think it's like a medium guy that you don't think. Like Christian Kirk or Juju that could be first. Oh, Juju's going to take whatever offer he gets, so maybe. Okay. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Keep Big Daddy Bezos happy so he can keep building those rockets at Amazon Podcasts. <laughs> Web, anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest footballer. Uh, at least the greatest European footballer. He surpassed uh, the most goals for a men's football player yesterday at 807. 807 is the record right now. So huge for my uh, my Red Devils. I thought I was your Red Devil. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out.